can wash away my sin. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the love of Jesus. It was His blood that took all of our sins, our mistakes. He died on the cross for you and for me so we could just so simply have a relationship with Him. Open access to the Creator God. An incredible, loving relationship with Jesus. God, we come to You and we're so grateful for what You've done. God, as we've explored over the last few weeks, I have decided to follow Jesus. I've decided to keep climbing even when it's difficult. I've decided to trust you with everything that I have. And now I will follow. I will follow you. I will follow you. Because of what your son has done for us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may grab a seat. Thanks, team. A big welcome to church. How are we this evening? Tired? Well, then how are you this evening? Good. That's good. I am tired. That was actually me telling you that I'm tired, but that's okay. Hey, to start off my message tonight, I am going to need... Maybe I should hide that before I say anyway. I need I need help from just just one person. Anybody. Just just need just one person. Joe, would you like to come? Great, thanks. Now Joe, you trust me, right? That's a good answer. Okay. I'm gonna ask can you put this blindfold on? Me? Yeah, no on you. <laughs> no, I'm not that silly. <laughs> Not that you are, but you can't see? Okay. Now, for Joe to be able to move around, she has to be able to listen to my voice, right? She has to be able to hear who I am. Now, I just asked Joe if she trusted me, and she, <laughs> she said yes. Anyway, I'm just here. So you're going to follow me, and we're going to try very carefully. We're going to go down the stairs, and we'll take you back to your seat. Okay. So if you could just follow me. I'm over here. Okay, good. Okay, so just take a couple of steps forward. That's it, and maybe one more step. And then, like, several little shuffles, actually. You can feel the step. Okay, and you can take a step down. Yep, ooh. And another step. Well, it's a bit bigger than a tightrope, but yes. Uh, another step. Another step. Now, one more, and then you go turn slightly to your left. Excellent. Now, you're going to take three big steps forward. Sure. That last one was really small. Okay, half a step. Okay, now you can turn around and shuffle backwards a little bit. Yeah, and now sit down. Excellent. Thank you. You can take your blindfold off. Yes. Thank you. You look great. Hey, if we're going to follow someone, we have to know that we can trust them. We have to know who they are. Because if, you, if Joe didn't know who I was, if Joe didn't trust me, then who, who am I that she would listen to my voice? Who is it that would come on a stage that has a, a, it's only a little drop really, but I think if you had a blindfold on and you fell, it would be a bit further than just a little bit. But to be able to follow someone, we have to know who they are. So we've been exploring this idea of I will follow. Well, who will I follow? Hopefully you've picked up that we're following this person named Jesus. But who is Jesus? 
Jesus is the son of God, came, lived on earth, grew up as a boy, then as a man, trained as a carpenter, hung out with his friends, hung out with his people, hang out, hung out with his family, just like you or I would. He then gathered a really close group of friends and he traveled the countries teaching people about God. And ultimately, Jesus came and he lived a perfect life, one that you or I could never live. And then he died on a cross, taking all of our sins, my sins, my mistakes, your sins, your mistakes upon himself so that we could have a relationship with God. Now, a lot of you are going, yep, I, I know that. That's, that's really simple. And that's good. But I think if we're going to go, I will follow, then we really have to believe and understand who this Jesus is. And if we truly believe that Jesus, the Son of God, came and lived a perfect life, then would we not give everything to follow him? Would we not do anything he asked? Would we not be all in for this life following Jesus and want all people to know? In Isaiah 53 verse 5, it says, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. He went through everything for you. So I will follow him. So in 1 John 4, 9, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. God did everything it took for you, sending his one and only son. So if he's prepared to do that, then I will follow In Acts 4.12, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to man by which we must be saved. This is who Jesus is. He's not just someone that we hear about on a Sunday and then, oh, that's nice, I've, I've done that for this week, tick. Or someone that we, as, our, as we have our breakfast or as we get ready for bed and we sit and we read our Bible just a little bit and go, cool, Jesus, tick. But if we truly believe that he was someone trushed, crushed for our transgressions, crushed for all our sins, took it all upon himself and died, then raised to life, overcoming all of that, then surely I, that's someone I want to follow. And so what is Jesus asking us to follow? He commands us to go and make disciples of all nations. Go and spread the news of Jesus, the invitation of him, the invitation of a relationship to God to all people. That's what he's asking us to follow. He's saying, follow my commands. Go and tell all people about this, that they might follow me too. But if God is asking us to do that, if that's who God is, if we have to know his voice, if we have to know that we can trust him, knowing that he is all of those things, then it sounds a little bit scary and 
Who am I that God would ever want me? Who am I that God would do all of that stuff for? Doesn't he know what I've done? Doesn't he know what I've been through? Doesn't he know all of these things that I I do throughout my week when I ignore him? Doesn't he get that I don't always want to read my Bible? That sometimes I forget to pray? Who am I that God would actually want me to follow him? See, I was reading and I was thinking about this man in the Bible. He's a great man. His name is David. And it's written about David that he was a man after God's own heart. It says in Acts 13.2, But God removed Saul and replaced him with David, a man about whom God said, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. He will follow me no matter what. He will do anything I ask. And as I thought about that, I'm like, that's great. I've heard this message where David is a a man after God's own heart. But it got me thinking. It doesn't say king, it doesn't say David, a king after God's own heart. It doesn't say David, the best husband after God's own heart. It doesn't say David, the most qualified person after God's own heart. It doesn't say David the best shepherd or the most humblest person. It doesn't say David the great and strong after God's own heart. It doesn't qualify him at all, but simply says David, a man after God's own heart. Not a shepherd, not the best worker, not the best qualified, not the most articulate. Not even the best I could find after my own heart. No, he was just David. A man after God's own heart. Because in no way am I the most qualified. In no no way have I got it all together. Have I finished everything I need to? Have got all the qualifications I need to? But God still can look at me and say, Wow, Jeremiah, a man after my own heart. He will follow And do whatever I need him to do. Because I am prepared to say, I will follow. See, my purpose isn't isn't determined by my position, isn't determined by my qualifications or the people I have around me, isn't determined by what I've done or who I sit next to or who I talk to. But God looks at each of you and says, will you follow me? So who am I that I would follow him? Creator of the universe, someone who came and died a painful death for me. Well, see, God says these things about you. He calls you a son and a daughter, a most treasured possession, a holy people, people belonging to God. He calls you valuable, of worth, a child of God, friend. He calls you justified, redeemed, free, accepted, righteous, Blessed, chosen, such a small list of things not qualified by what me as a human thinks is a qualification, but qualified by what he's done. Who am I to follow Jesus, this perfect man who died for my sins? I'm qualified because he qualified me. He died for me. Set free by everything that he did. So because of that, therefore I will follow. 
something deep within me, not just a commitment to kind of turn up and, and tick the Jesus box, but a conviction deep within my spirit that says, I will follow because he qualified me, no matter what I've done or where I've been. He did it when he came and he died on the cross. Sometimes we can get caught up with our blindfolds on. Sometimes we get caught up in just this, this autopilot. We become familiar with this person named Jesus, and we just we go through life, we turn up to church, we read the Bible, we do those right things, we do the things that look good, and we just can get used to putting on the blindfold and just blindly following. Now, it's good because we know it's Jesus. And it's good because we're going in the right path. But I got thinking about this, and beginning of last year, I came on staff here. And before that, I used to be a teacher just down the road. And every morning, I would drive to school. Now it took me, when I came on staff here, it was a change in location of where I went to work, right? And I knew this. In fact, I'd been through a process of changing. It was a decision I had made, right? I'm going to change places of work. I'm going to go a different route. And I'm going to end up at this place of work and not my other place, right? I know this is where God had called me. I know this is what God wanted for me. So I was going to come here. But sometimes I can get just a bit distracted when I'm driving or I just get a little bit lost in something else. And I just end up at school, Has anyone else done that? You change jobs or you change houses and all of a sudden you end up back at your old house going, how did I get here? But you've decided. You know in your head you've made that decision. You've gone through a process and you know that that's not where you're supposed to go. But you can get so caught up on autopilot. I did it today on the way home. I was like, yeah, I'm going to the supermarket. Ended up on the wrong street going home. I was, what am I doing here? See, we need to take the blindfold off. If we know it's Jesus, let's not just trust him, but let's follow him. We can see him. If we know where he's calling us, we know where he's taking us. If we're listening and responsive to his voice, that's great. But let's take the blindfold off and say, I will follow. Confidently walk with him. Walk down these steps straight down to here. How much faster would it have been if I'd walked with Joe with her blindfold off? She could have seen where she was walking. She didn't just have to listen to my voice and hear me say it and blindly walk it out, but knowing that it was me, someone she could trust, knowing that it wasn't anything about what she had done that qualified her for that role. We can just get trapped in this autopilot mode where Jesus is saying, follow me. I have so much more for you. Follow me. This is who I am. This is everything I have done for you. Not because of what you've done, but because he is God and he loves you. So will you follow him? I'm going to ask the panel to make their way up. 
Who? No, you can take your blindfolds off. Who are you following? Who are you blindly following? Do you need to take a blindfold off? Are you feeling unqualified to follow? Jesus has qualified you by what he's done. He's saying, walk with me, trust me, hear my voice, and follow me. Thanks. Thanks, Jeremiah. Very encouraging, challenging, inspiring, thought-provoking. Welcome to this next section of time. We're going to spend a few minutes talking together, uh, trying to respond to what Jeremiah's just shared. And uh, tonight on the panel I have with us uh, Chris, down the end, this is Chris, and Anna, and Jeremiah, and I am Dave. Hey. Um, Jeremiah, would you mind, you've got your notes here, would you mind, could you just, you, you, you've made a short list, could you actually just read that list again for us, because I think that, certainly I responded to that and other people did too. What does God call us? Again, it's just such a short list because there are so many things that he calls us, but he calls us son, he calls us daughter, most treasured possession, a holy people, someone who belongs to him, of value, worth, child of God, friend, justified and redeemed, free, accepted, righteous, blessed and chosen. It's such an incredible list, and it blows my mind that God would think those things about me, and that it it always traps me in going, but I don't deserve any of that. I don't deserve that, but I have to accept that I'm not qualified, but I am made qualified by what he's done. So I wonder, guys, if we can talk, if you can sort of grab some of those lists. I I, I hear that list, and I go, depending on which day it is. Right, some of those I actually understand. I'm not being arrogant. Like some of those I understand God has, has called me or God has blessed me or, or whatever. But there are things on that list that I go, some, some days I don't, I struggle with that one. Yeah, so are there, are there bits in there that you sort of pick up and go, man, that, that one I, I've really struggled with or, I, wow, I don't see myself as a friend or, I guess, do you, do you sometimes understand God's, the nature of God's relationship, how he's qualified us in some ways, but not in others. Like, yeah, let's chat about that. Yeah, I can, oh, not on. I completely agree with you there, Dave. I think some days we understand some of it and other days not. Um, But can you imagine if we lived every single day fully understanding each and every single one of those things, how different our lives would look? If we knew that we were a child of God, if we um, were his friend, justified, free, righteous, blessed, all those things, I think our life would look completely different because we, not only do we not understand some of those things, but we think it's the opposite. We think that God doesn't accept us, that we're completely invaluable. Uh, so if we spun that on its head, wow. <laughs> I think even the really simple illustration, like with the blindfold, when I asked for a volunteer, it was a really simple thing. You knew that I was going to do something with a blindfold. You knew that it was me asking you to do something. Now, hopefully most of you trust me. But I didn't see everyone just stand up and me. But what was it about that? Was it that you're you know, a little bit fearful? I don't know if I'll do the illustration correctly. I don't know if I'll say the right thing. I don't know if I'll walk in the right pattern. I don't know if I'll you know, look the best on stage. I don't know if I'll... 
how simple it was and you, you had a good idea of what I was going to get you to do, but yet God asks us to do something, and I go, are we all putting our hands up for that? Because, you know, there was nothing that qualifies us. It was a really simple task. But God, God asks us to do so much more. And so for me, you know, knowing that I'm justified, redeemed, free, it might not be that I always understand it, but I choose to accept that because if, if he's asked me to do those things, when I read my Bible, he's asked me to go and make disciples. Yeah. Well, that's a big task. And that's not something that I take lightly at all. But if God has asked me to do that, then obviously he thinks I'm capable of doing it. So I choose to accept it whether I understand it, believe it or not. All right. So are there times that you guys can think of specific moments we feel that you've been asked to do something, called to do something, but you've felt unqualified uh, to do it for God? Uh, and maybe what was the process that you did go through to go, well, whether I'm qualified or not, I am going to step out and do it. <laughs> sure. Uh, being a young female leader, um, I think I feel unqualified all the time because um, the world is so... I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it's everyone, but in general, it's it's a man's world, as they say. Um you know, whether or not that's entirely true in, in this church and in this um, context, that's a different story. Um, and I feel very privileged to be in the position I am to, to get to be a young female leader because I think it's actually quite rare in a church setting in general, and this church is incredible. Um, but, yeah, I, I do feel unqualified and um, talk to people from other churches and um, other circles in my life, and, and they're amazed that this is what I do with my life. Um, but yeah, I, I trust God. And it's like Jeremiah said, if he's called me, then he's going to equip me. And it doesn't matter what insecurities I have and the struggles that I've faced in order to get where I am even today, because he's going to keep working in my life because he has called me to this. And I believe that that's one example. You've been very quiet down there in there, Chris. Oh, I, I, I'd actually like to go back to the list, if that was okay. Oh, yeah. that's, that's why I thought if Anna answers the question, then I don't have to, and I can go back to the well, list. I think, but I right? think, though, no, we, can, we can loop around because these things, I, mean, I look at those and go, sometimes I understand God has qualified yeah. me to be that, but I don't necessarily understand yeah. all the time. I, I, just, yeah. I just have a sense that actually part of the adventure of life is actually all your life you're learning this stuff over and over, and I think we're, we're called to follow in the context of an invite. God invites us to follow, and I think he empowers us by his spirit. So I make that, as you say, there's that deep sense of conviction that, is, again, I believe is a gift of the spirit uh, given to us to follow, so he initiates us following. He empowers us to continue following in the context of his sovereign invite to us. And so... Um, yeah, I, I think um, the older I get, the more I sense that these kind of characteristics, these things that he calls us, uh, we can understand them very easily in our heads. But I think it's the adventure of our life to have it drop from our heads into our hearts and to truly know. And at 47, I'm just really beginning to under, well, I'm rediscovering. I, I can't, I'd be arrogant for me to say I'm beginning to understand. I'm beginning to discover again just what it means to be God's beloved. And the depth and the richness and the power of that uh, to heal um, deep parts of your soul. 
Hmm. Isn't it amazing? It drops into your heart, right? And then it spends the next few months just sort of creeping out again or something. Um, I've had a few people um, text in, more, more than one person has texted in just to point out that uh, in terms of your thoughts before about with, should I get the mask on or not, that they don't care what it looks like, they're diving in. <laughs> just a couple of people just reminding us of that, um, which is... No, it was not me. It was two people there. Um, so, and I was, you know, uh, a similar story to Anna in a sense uh, about five years ago when I really felt called to go from teaching into ministry. Funnily enough, it's, a, it's happened before. Good, good um, and there was a period of time between when I sort of started talking about doing it and when it happened was about six months. And I guess about five months in, I remember talking to my brother on a long drive, okay, I don't know how I can do this. I'm still so selfish. I'm such an idiot. I care so much about me and so little about other people. How could I possibly do a full-time ministry pastoral role? It just I'm just not qualified for this job. And he very helpfully pointed out that name one person who is. Yeah. Ah, yeah, that's quite good. And then my next thought, my next thought, and it's a shame he's not here, actually, but my next thought was, you know what? If God can use Carl Crocker in a role like that, then I guess he can use anybody, really. So that's, that's good. As, as you, you look at that, and then you look all throughout Scripture, all throughout the Bible, and it, it's the, exactly the same thing. Yeah. People who were completely unqualified for the role. Yeah. Didn't look the part at all, weren't the most articulate, all throughout there. Yeah. And God chose to use them in, in incredible ways. Uh, fine, I'll say yes. Yes, yeah. Yeah, Look, um, one of the things I loved about your preaching night it was you talked about follow. It's a very active thing, yeah. right? So we, we went from I've decided, which is still active, but it's a very finite thing. But Chris, you sort of brought it up to I will follow. It's this constant re-engaging with it, yeah? Mm. Um, but somebody's tested in here. How do you, you sort of mentioned it. How do we stop then getting into autopilot? How do we stop from becoming familiar with Christ? They say at some point, Shouldn't a relationship with God become your normal? Right. So what's the difference between the relationship is normal and it's become familiar and we're on autopilot? What's, what's the difference? Okay, well, what if we talked about social media? If you, you follow someone on Instagram, you, it's just a, you just kind of scroll past the occasional double tap, your heart a photo, awesome. But is that, is that actually truly following someone? Well, no. <laughs> but but it, it, it's then you called, can go... Unfollow. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> but in the same way, if I truly wanted to follow this person and know what they did, yeah. then I would catch up with them and I would spend more time with them and I would go on adventures with them and I would talk to them about things and I would engage with them more than just a, a casual follow and just kind of go through the motions, check right. it once a day, yeah. you know, spend some time there, upload a photo once and every now and again. But actually it's a, something that I choose to do. It would be to spend more time. So when, with God, it's a, I'm actively seeking out, what do you want me to do? Mm. Not, okay, I'm doing this, God. What do you think it's a good idea? But God, what do you want me to do? Where do you want to lead? Where do you want me to walk? Yeah. And I will follow you. Yeah. Not come along for a walk with me, but I will follow you and allowing him to actually speak into that. I think as well, if we're following Jesus, then we're not going to stay where we are. So if you're still where you, are, where you were six months ago and nothing in your life has changed and you're not further on, I mean, obviously there are times where we kind of plateau a bit, 
But, yeah, if, if you're still in the exact same place, your attitude hasn't changed, your, your mindset, your thought life, all of those things, your relationship with God, then you probably aren't actively following him. You're sort of, he's there, and you're going in that direction, but you're not running. Man, there's a lot we could dive into there, I think, which would be cool. Well, no, that was not intentional, that word. Uh, but we're out of time. So I think we'll have to leave some of this. I, for I, I'd just like to really, sorry, really quickly say, I think in my experience, sometimes the choice to I will follow is more about I will accept Christ's forgiveness. I will get up again. I'll fall on over again. Oh, I've stuffed it up again. Right. But it's a matter of getting up again and continuing on because you have an understanding of God's grace. I mean, my, as I get older, my ability to follow, I have less and less confidence in it. Um, but my confidence in him yeah. to continue to uh, empower me, to continue to call me, to continue to uh, love me and trust me and grow me just continues to go stronger. If, if stuffing up disqualifies us, then this whole thing is a waste of time, isn't it? A waste of time. Yeah. It's brilliant. Hey, thanks, guys. Really appreciate that. Hand back to you, Jeremiah. Cool. As, as Dave just said, following is, is an action. It's a something that we do. So to then talk about it and then have no chance to respond would seem irresponsible, would seem rather silly, really. And so tonight as we consider this idea of I will follow, there's kind of two responses that I'd like to, to offer you. One might be that you don't know actually who this person of Jesus is and you haven't actually started a relationship with him. Or you have started it and you know that you've walked away from the plans and purposes he has for you. You're not actively seeking him and actively following him. And you need to come back and saying, God, I accept what you did on the cross for me. That you did give it all, your life, you lived a perfect life so that I could have a relationship with you. And if you're in that place, tonight you can respond and say, I will follow. And then there's another group of people when you're going, yep, I'm following, I'm following God and I know that He's called me to things and I know He's placed dreams and desires within my heart, things that He wants me to do, people He wants me to reach, people that He wants me to tell about the invite of Jesus so that they can follow him too, but you feel so unqualified. Every time you think about that thing that he's placed within you, you go, oh, yeah, but I, I really did something dumb over the last week and maybe I'll wait till next week. Or I'm, I'm not really feeling like it today. Maybe I'll just, I'll, I'll put it off a little bit longer. Maybe it's a fear of being rejected or, or not being accepted the way that you would like them to, fear of getting it wrong. But God says you are qualified. God says, I have chosen you. I've placed those things on your heart because you are the right person to do this. And so maybe your response to him is simply coming back to him and saying, God, help me to understand what it is to be qualified. Restir something in my spirit that I would go out and tell people that I would be bold, that I would be confident enough knowing that I am fully justified, redeemed, free, a son, a daughter, a child of God. But if you want to accept Jesus' 
your Lord and your Savior. You can pray a prayer just like this. It says, Lord, I open my heart and accept you as my Savior. Thank you for dying on a cross for me. Forgive me of my sins and my mistakes. Come and be Lord of my life. I am yours and I belong to you. I choose to follow you and your plan now for my life. Amen. So we go back into a song. Maybe you need to respond. Maybe you need to come out the front. Maybe you need to uh, tap the person beside you and say, hey, would you pray for me? Maybe you just need to sit and consider what he's done for you. Maybe you need to come and stand in the aisle, come stand in the front, just give it all back to him. But I will follow as an action. So let's respond to him.